Say what? Say what radio show? With no agenda. It's always a surprise. But if we're not having fun, we're doing something wrong. And welcome to Say What? It's December 2nd, 2023. My name is Nancy Hopkins. With me is Dolly Howard, Walt Silva, and Mona Radler. And I hope you all had a wonderful week. We're going to let, uh, uh, well, let me, Dolly, say hi to everybody. Oh, I couldn't, I couldn't get my cursor and my mute thing. Uh, Anyway, hello, everybody. How are you? Let's ask Walt. Walt, how are you? Uh, Good, thank you. I'm, I'm really, I'm really happy that uh, at least uh, starting yesterday, I st- after a long hiatus, I was able to uh, do work and do a Surya uh, resonator. So I started it yesterday and finished it today. So um, I'm really happy. Finally, get some work done. Okay, good for you. Good for you. But you, is it cold there? Yeah, it's not it's not an Arctic cold. It's just cold, chilly. <laughs> I was talking to Jan Shaw earlier, and she said it was freezing there in Great Britain. Oh, and it's a wet, you know, it's so damp. Yeah. They're surrounded by the ocean and stuff. I, and, yeah. Sounds like sounds like you New York. That's the that's the number one issue in New York is that it when yeah. the when the cold comes, you're so so surrounded by so much ocean. You have ocean on one side they have the rivers on the other side so it's perpetually wet <laughs> so yeah. so that's when you, that's what you you're trying to get away from the uh, from the cold and you can't because it's everything is so it's so constantly it's humid so oh, i know i know because i live in miami and if it drops down into the well they say that your body registers the cold at 20 degrees lower than somebody like up in Massachusetts because of the humidity. Mm. So, uh, yeah, I, uh, that's why people think I'm kidding when I say that I start to worry when it, the temperature gets to 72, but by 62, I'm panic. <laughs> oh. panic state, you know, because it's, it's really registering on your body and, you know, the forties mm. and, uh, yeah, anyway. Hi, Mona. How are you? I bet you're having a, a little bit of cold there in the Carolinas. Yeah, first of the week it was. Now it's better. We got oh, rain oh. right now and it's 57, so. Oh, okay. Okay, that's doable. Yeah. Is, it, is it a lot of rain or just rain? <laughs> Constant mist with wet. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay, so I seem to be repeating and somebody's, something's happening out there. Hi, um, Hey, Dolly. Hi, Walt. Hey, hey, how you doing? I'm thankful to be alive. Oh. She's so, <laughs> she's so positive all the time. It's really nice. <laughs> well, it is, it, that's a positive statement for Mona. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she's always thankful. That's the, I'll say that. No matter what life brings, she, she, uh, she's grateful for being here. Not sure why. It's kind <laughs> of a place. Right. Getting, I, I swear to God, it, it's just, uh, you got to look at it and be amused at this point in the game. I thought Jan's, uh, if, if Jan has a show, Jan Shaw, Cosmic Creating, right, uh, well, right before this one. Um, but it'll be up in the archives. I, I highly recommend you guys, if you haven't heard it, you should. Because she, in the first part of the show, really puts together a a reason for us being here. But let's put it that way. And one of those reasons is to understand things. So it's not just understanding the yucky stuff, the bad stuff. It's also understanding what is happening that is good. And to listen to her show today, thank you, Jan. I don't even know if you're still in chat. Um, w was very, very um, hope-filled. You know, there are a lot of things that are happening. And we should be uh, excited about where we're about to be, not get bogged down in where we are. I truly appreciated it. And the information was so, oh, wow. Oh, okay, that's interesting. A lot of stuff that I was, I actually asked myself, where does she get all this stuff? Because she gets good news. She searches for it. She spends a lot of time searching for it. So I honor you in your search. You did a good job, Jim. Um, okay, so um, do you, you you do have a, a list there, don't you, Dolly? Did you want to start with it? Oh, hi, Jan. You are there. Okay. She's down to 25 tonight. Ooh, goo. And damp. Oh, Lord. Yeah, you glad you're over there, Jan? <laughs> Yeah, but is that degrees or the other thing? Oh. I mean, Fahrenheit oh, or the other one? Oh, oh, oh I, I don't know. Celsius. That's yeah. the other one. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I don't. I, I never. No, could. if if it were Celsius, it would be negative, and th these are positive numbers. So this is Fahrenheit. Ah. Uh, okay. Okay, Fahrenheit. Oh, then very cold. It's Fahrenheit, she says. Okay. Um, It'll warm up, though. Yeah. <laughs> Stay warm, Jan. Um, Dolly, what's on your list? Right. Just let me get my list up. I put it where I could find it easy. There it is. <laughs> I found it. <laughs> um... Let's see. What should we start with? Oh, hey. I found this little thing saying there's always been a strange theory that public figures die in threes. But it's not just public figures. It seems like lots of things go in threes. Three political figures have died this past week. Uh, Rosalind. Carter, Rosalind Carter, Sandra Day O'Connor, who's in the justice system, and Henry Kissinger. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. That dude finally died at a hundred years old, so they say. I mean, I don't know. If maybe, maybe they they faked it. 
uh, maybe they did, but at least they made the announcement public, and it made my night. <laughs> oh, he's such a rotter. No, we can just get Soros and Bill Gates out of the way. Oh, yeah, Gates is gone, Mona. They got an actor doing him now. We'd have to get rid of the actors. So that's partially a good thing. <laughs> well, you know, I saw I saw this picture of Kissinger with Donald Trump, and they're sitting six feet apart, and it's like, might be the Oval Office, you know, that kind of setting. Uh-huh. And honest to God. Kissinger looked like a toad. (laughs) (laughs) He looked like a toad. And Trump is leaned way over, like, you know. Away from or toward? No, away, towards the camera. (laughs) And he's got that look that he gets when he's absolutely disgusted. (laughs) (laughs) He he didn't want to get those warts. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, he was afraid of catching warts. (laughs) <laughs> oh my God! I think you saw. I must have been Fox, right? And I, I just couldn't believe that of all the pictures of Kissinger, you would have showed that one. It was like, I'm telling you, they do these things, and they're so preposterous that they can't really be real. I mean, one of the things that Jan brought out was, and I had heard this, but when she was discussing it, it was like. Yeah, this is really, really stupid because it was sort of like, yeah, they can't seem to find the the documents of the uh, testimonies and, and depositions of the January 6th committee. Okay, I'd heard that. But, yeah, that's true. They they All those people that they took all of that information, the witnesses, you know, all that that they showed on the television. I never watched one minute of it. Um, they're all gone, and and they admit that they destroyed it. And yet the 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 law the regulation in the Congress says that any evidence brought up in the, an official uh, uh, hearing has to be kept forever. And so it's like <laughs> you go how how did you think you were going to get away with that? You know that whole thing was just so silly. It was just republic uh, just Democrats. They wouldn't let the re- well they wouldn't let the Republicans that they wanted on there. I don't think any of them went. I'm I'm not sure, but there was certainly wasn't, it wasn't an even uh, committee. Let's put it that way. And the the telltale sign to me that this was just a complete, do you talk about a kangaroo court? That was a kangaroo court, but Pelosi wouldn't have anything to do with it. I mean, she allowed it and everything, but she wasn't, you, you didn't see her talking about it or on the committee or any of that. And these people, I think, were thrown out as fodder. They're, they're all going to, you know, have a lot of real bad ancient age when they get older. Well, some of them are so old now. Oh, geez. Uh, yeah, I saw something people. somewhere that said, uh, I wish I would have copied it, but I didn't. It said that we would be surprised how many of those uh, people in Congress and in politics have been replaced already. And why didn't I copy that? Because I love that kind of stuff. Um, But it started naming some of them, and then 
I guess I got interrupted. But I didn't see the whole list of what they were going to say. I was shocked. I really was. Well, just all of them. I mean, the only way to get a handle on it is to figure out who's not part of it. Yeah. And those are the people that, you know, are are Republicans (laughs) that are called mega supporters. Yeah, the mega ones, not the yeah, rhinos, the mega ones. No, 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 no. The rhino, the rhino Republicans are just part of the same uniparty. Yeah, the, the deep state stuff, yeah. Well, the other thing that just knocked my socks off was, I believe she was reading Fulford. And he's outright talking about John Kennedy Jr. and what he's saying. And it was like, so everybody knows now that John Kennedy Jr. is alive? <laughs> it was just really it, like, oh, okay. You mean it was said matter-of-factly? Yeah. Oh, jeez. Yeah. It was, you know, well, listen to the, the, the show and you'll hear it. But it was, it was like, yeah, matter-of-factly. Oh, and John Kennedy Jr. said this. I don't know what he said because I was so... Shocked. <laughs> <laughs> they've actually said that like that. Never said anymore. Oh, I know you think he was dead, but he's not. You know, not nothing like that. It's just like, yeah, everybody knows he's alive. Get over it. <laughs> oh wow! I never thought I'd see this day. <laughs> it's getting there, Dolly. I mean, it's probably working slower than we'd like, but it's getting there. Wow. Uh, it's just all falling apart. I mean, I can see it. Just, you know, I spend a lot of time at least monitoring what Fox is saying. And I can see it in the uh, the hosts that are in the know. The hosts that are in the know are dropping stuff that you just, you know, I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've heard references to Hillary and the dead bodies associated with her. Oh, yeah, I've heard that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they, 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 you know, um, there's so much, there's so much going, just going a little bit bonkers, like Tucker Carlson. And I, I, I taped that tape and then I couldn't find it and I started to tape it again, but then I forgot about it. But the the um oh, what was i just talking about uh, yeah and, um, yeah, and I, kennedy I've got, yeah i've got i've got to get this crazy ass chat off of my because as soon as i start i, I looked at it and then i couldn't remember what i was saying <laughs> that's why i never have it up um Okay, so I've completely lost what, what what the John Kennedy thing was. It was Well, let that. me say something then while you think about it. Oh, why? I have not seen Kissinger's wife picture. Um, I'll have to look into that after the show. Or if she finds it, she can put it in chat and you can look oh, at yeah. it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Do that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, so... Um, I thought about what just before Dolly started talking, and now I forgot again. So <laughs> I just, I, it's not really important. <laughs> oh, oh, I got, I got to tell you guys a story. Talking about good stories, okay? 
you know me, I go out every three to four weeks to the grocery store, the pet store, and, you know, get gas. I never get gas. I get gas once a year. What am I talking about? But I don't do much. So I've got this all, and I have to plan for the day, you know, okay, I'm going to do this, you know. So I get out. I got I got up early. I got out early. And then as soon as I got out, everything started slowing down. Somebody was in front of me and they weren't going very fast. And then somebody wasn't pulling out and track. It just got all slowed down. And I'm going like, oh, why, you know, because uh, this doesn't normally happen. And I get to the grocery store and I, I just needed a couple of things. I knew what I was going in there for, basically, because bit long story but i you know basically just needed staples like orange juice and i start going down the aisles and i'm just taking my time and i'm looking around and i'm good you know and i didn't real realize i was doing that until what happens happens and so finally i get out of the store and i'm putting the groceries in the car and this young black man comes up to me and he's got an angelic type of face and he's looking at me and he says, I'm sorry, I, he says, I, I just got to tell you that I, that I love your hat because I had a, uh, a hat that's got an American flag on it. And, she, and he said, and I love the fact you're in denim. I guess he hadn't seen many elderly women because, you know, at their age, I'm really old <laughs> in denim. And he was just complimenting me on that. But he had some petition. And he's the first thing he said after that, he said, oh, are you registered voter? And I said, yes. And he said, OK. And he starts to tell me that he needs me to sign this petition. And I don't know what the hell he's talking about. And then I finally realized, oh, it's something about abortion. So I and, you know, I just had this connection with this guy. I normally kind of like, nope, not going to get involved. Don't want to do that. You know, it's it's. My my experience with petition people is that they're always Democrats. <laughs> okay, so uh, that's what I said to him. I said, "Are you Republican or Democrat?" And he said, uh, "Kind of neither." And I said, "Oh, okay." And so I took the petition and I read what it said. And I, honest to God, Dolly, I thought about you. I said. I don't know what these words mean. <laughs> I don't understand what it's trying to say. I read it again. I had the same, you know, like my mind wouldn't listen to what the word said. And why so would I, you think of me then? Because you say, you know why, because you say that all of a sudden you can't listen. It's not making that you don't want your oh, brain. Oh, oh, I see what you're your saying. Brain, your okay. brain shuts down. Yeah, yeah. And, and so I said to him, can you please tell me what you think this says? <laughs> And then again, I didn't understand what he was saying, oh, no. you know, and I'm standing there and I'm going through this. And all of a sudden I said, look at what the kid is a asking you to do. I'm talking to myself. The kid yes. is asking you to do is to support, support somebody that wants to put a different perspective on thing. It's free speech. Sign it no matter what it says, even if you disagree with it. And I said, oh, OK. So I said, all right, let's sign it, you know. And one of the things on the petition was I had to put in my voter registration number. And I said, I don't know what that number is. He says, I do. And on his phone, he had a, he had a my name up with my registration number. Whoa. Oh, hey. Yeah, apparently it's an app you can get. Whoa. <laughs> Did you tell him your name? 
Yes, he knew my name. How he did looked, he know? I told him. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's all he knew. I lost that. Okay. <laughs> I'd actually written it down because but I was... Say again? Jiminy Crickets. I mean, that's just a... Uh, whoa. Right, I, I was pretty freaked out. But hey, listen, it's not the kid. It's the system, right? To, to make a long story short, we went. I, I took him through a guided tour of the rabbit hole. In the next probably 15, 20 minutes, this kid, you know they how they say that when the student's ready, the the teacher appears. Right. I took this kid through cosmic reality in the real world and the Kasarian mafia. I was just blah, 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 and his eyes kept getting bigger and bigger, and he's going like, "Oh my God!" I told him the United States was a corporation, and he was like, "I thought he was going to fall on the ground." Oh. Uh, you know, it's like, it, it, but he says to me, he says. I said, look at, I said, understand, I do this for a living. I have a radio station. I write books on this subject. And then I said, go to cosmicreality.com. And within, you know, 60 seconds, he's got the website up. And I said, you can go to this, you can go to the this tab and you'll find my books. You can read Cosmic Reality. It's a PDF. I give it to you free. You can buy it on Amazon, but I'm giving it to you free. And I said, there's some other freebies there too, but you also have access to the books. I said, but you got thousands of shows on the website that you can go back in time and see the whole history of how this whole thing developed because we were reporting on it the whole time. So I don't know if Jesse is out there listening, but Jesse, if you are there, you are a special human being, a special human being. And I'm just so excited to have met you because that is what... We've been talking about the young people and, you know, how it seems like we're seeing uh, the, the good young people start to emerge out of, you know, the, the chaos. And he is definitely one of them. I mean, he's a star. He just mm -hmm. he was able to. And I said, I know that some of this information is difficult for you to, under, to hear and understand. But just be aware that I've been at this for, well, since I was 15 and I'm 75 now. So it's a long time I've been doing this. And right now we've got the best chance in the world of being able to, you know, turn things around. And uh, just, a, just it was just an amazing experience. Well, you yeah. know that it was meant to be. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 So and, how did it feel abducting somebody's mind? Say what? How did it feel abducting somebody's mind? <laughs> she just borrowed it. She did not it. She just added to it. <laughs> well, he he'll never be the same person ever again. No, he never again. No, nope. never again. I remember. I remember. I was in a bar once, and this guy was sitting next to me. I actually worked at the bar. It just was off hours, so I'm just sitting there, you know. And this guy. He sits next to me, and I'd never seen him before. And all of a sudden, I took him down the rabbit hole. Boom, that fast, down the rabbit hole. We're having this cat fight. Stop it. <laughs> all right, I got to go see what's happening. Oh, dear. <laughs> so I got uh, somebody in chat was saying about, oh, Awaya. 
She just read the mirror is saying COVID could wreck Christmas for millions without booster jab. Health chief warns they are pushing the fear again. I have something in my notes on on a disease they're coming out with. So when we get to my notes, I can read that and add to what I had just said. Yeah, China's already started it. That's, yeah, China. Coming from China. It's all bullshit. You mean after after all the dead dead people in China, they're still believing in this thing? Yeah. Well, they're pushing it, yes. Weren't the people dropping like flies? I mean, weren't the the dead were like filling the the sidewalks with people dying from, from the... Uh, the the uh, radiation from the 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 high the what do you call it the five G the five the five G oh frequency didn't they have like countless uh, dead and they're still believing in this crap yeah they're very ignorant over there they they have been protected from knowing real truths. We have too, but not as bad as the Chinese people. Highly censored. Yes. Yes. We were lucky we got any of those. They obviously have no no intuition of any kind because even if you are disconnected from the outside world, well, what about your 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 body? What what is your consciousness telling you about something? Is this real or is this made up? You mean you you can't make a, 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 an intelligent decision unless something is telling you? I mean, Not Walt, they haven't been allowed to think on their own. That's right. They aren't allowed to have their own thoughts. No. They have to do and think what they're told. Yeah, but that that's kind of a, it's very absolutist. It's like, uh, I understand that there might be people like that, but there will always be the exception. There will be people thinking not like that. Well, of course. But that's not what we're going to be told. Right. No. I mean, because we're supposed to fall for it harder than them. Well, don't you think that? Don't you think that maybe uh, those people that didn't understand us kind of ignored us, <clears throat> so that our brains were less likely to get polluted with control? Well, that's where it's coming from—is the skies? They put new crap in the chemtrails. They were really chemtrailing us the day we went to the doctor. Oh, my gosh. I looked up in the sky, and I almost puked. All that chemtrail crap. I know, I know I've been criticized for say, suggesting this, but I'm going to say it anyway, even if you criticize. Well, have you asked the posse what they say about chemtrails? <laughs> no, Go I ahead. have not. Okay, go ahead and criticize me for mentioning it. I haven't, and I'm not going to. That's all I'm going to say about it. Okay. (laughs) It's not something I talk to the posse about. 
Dolly, when you when you were looking at the chemtrails and you said you wanted to puke, was that because you energetically interacted with them or because you saw them, you thought they were chemtrails and that you wanted to puke? Because I've heard that the chemtrails that we're seeing is white hat operations, not black hat operations. No, I saw them and, and that... It made me upset that they were doing it again. So that, just me being upset about it is what made me want to puke. Okay, well, the next time you see it, okay, uh-huh. instead of going, because you've been programmed to, to, to have that reaction, and instead look at it and just let yourself look at it from an energy standpoint and say, is that good energy or is it bad energy? And you can tell the difference because I remember the old chemtrails. There, when I saw them in California, they were so terrible because they would last forever. Once they really? go up in the sky, nothing would take them out. That's the, what these were doing, yeah. The, the latest chemtrails I've seen, which I've seen here, is they appear and you turn around and they're gone. It's like, oh. wow, how long are how long are these things? You know, okay, you see one chemtrail, okay, and then. You, you stop to do something else and maybe 10 minutes, it's gone. There's, there's no, there's not a trace of it anywhere. So I guess they're not very long lasting. Well, you, you, Walt, you've got an uh, eagle on your property. Yeah. It could be that that eagle is just, dis, dis, you know, dissipating them. Well, I'm, I'm used to that, but uh, even even with, with the eagle, the I remember seeing the older chemtrails they would tend to last, and I, I would. It would make me so angry because I'm thinking, is this thing even working? Because why? Why is this thing lasting so long? But then later, uh, the these chemtrails. Okay, they appear half an hour later. Okay, no more. So it's like like they're so fast. So yeah, I, I, mean, I mean, the story goes way back to um, oh, probably around 2017 when they had that big explosion stuff happening in China Lake area. And supposedly it was a dumb uh, uh, underground system. And they had uh, the chemtrail concoction. A lot of it was stored in that particular area. And they took it out. So that was that was the first time I heard about, you know, maybe this isn't. But then over the years, there's been people that said that we should, I wish Janine would look at it. Cards sometimes tell things that are interesting. Well, but, the last time she checked, it was uh, the, the good kind, not the, not, not the dangerous okay, kind. Okay. All right, so she has checked, yeah. But just try that out, Dolly. I'd like to see what you what you can figure out there. Okay. I don't see them here. Too bad you, you don't? don't have a. Well, too bad don't, you don't have a posse that you could ask questions. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I, I, <laughs> Go ahead, Nancy. Well, I don't look at the sky because I'm hardly ever outside, even though I'm in paradise, because I'm always inside looking at the computer or the television. <laughs> I mean, solitary confinement. Just give me a computer and a, I'd be fine. <laughs> Plus the fact that there's so many trees, it's hard to see. And so, you know, I, I mean, I'd 
could stand out there and look up, I suppose. Well, I'll try that. I'll try looking up. But there's so much when I walk out the door with the foliage and the birds and the butterflies and the bees and stuff that, you know, I don't need to look at the sky. <laughs> so. I've made a conscious effort, Walt, that I want to live my life that I came to live here. And, and I don't need, I don't want to be told everything. So I don't ask the posse such things like that. Okay, I get it. I get it. Okay. Um. Oh, I wanted to look that up. You know, it's kind of ironic. Didn't he just say something about people who have to have confirmation from other people? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, Walt, you see them. What do you feel? What is it that you feel when you look at those now? You think that they're good ones, right? Yeah, not not only not only think that I I feel it because I it's just it's, the perception is like you see them and then like five five maybe at the most ten minutes later that you don't see anything else whereas before that's it they would they would start covering the sky and they would never go away especially okay so, when, so all those people out there that are seeing these chemtrails take another look at them. You know, see see what you see, what, see what you feel. It may be that, uh, because if you listen to Jan's weekly update, it appears that the white, side, the white hats are, you know, virtually won. And it's just a matter of how do we, find, how do we end this game? You know? So it's uh, it's very it's getting really well. It's been interesting, but now it's getting really interesting because, I mean, the stupid things that these people do is just so blatantly stupid. <laughs> That's all I can say. I uh, found that thing about uh, China. Oh, okay. <clears throat> it's uh, from at Travis in Flint on. On X, and it was posted the 28th. It says, happening now, the mysterious respiratory illness that has been hitting China hard has now made its way to the United States. Washington, D.C. is now seeing an uptick in hospital cases due to the mysterious illness. The illness appears to hit children the hardest, but China is still saying that they haven't seen any reason for concern yet. The WHO is monitoring the situation. Oh, there we go. We're safe. The WHO's got it in control. Oh, that's my come. And then the last sentence is, after COVID, does anyone trust anything anymore? That's what I had on that. I I heard a doc talking just a minute, Mike. I heard a doctor talking about that. And what he said was he said this is the flu season. He said there is no more people going to the hospitals in, in China than what you get in the flu season. He said this is all BS. And I remember when 
when my aunt was still alive, that they would have so many people going to the hospitals because of the um, the flu that, you, they, that they couldn't take any more patients. So it's not like this doesn't happen with a you know typical flu, but let's let's get real here. This typical and and they're calling oh all all this this flu is is happening and everybody's getting sick. Well, that might be a cover story for the fact that people are dying from the shots. You know what I mean? I Hello? agree completely. I was muted. I couldn't get the things to join. Um, I I agree that completely. Where did my thingy go? I was trying to paste the... Uh, oh, here it is. Okay, so I pasted what I just read. I pasted that link in the chat room. Uh, I agree, Nancy, that I remember when the flu season would come around twice a year, spring and fall, and they would announce even, uh, you may as well stay home because there's not any room left in the hospitals. Right. And... And so now they're just, they're trying to, to pretend again. And those older ones like us who have lived through this before are just sitting back saying, uh, what's, how can I say it nice? Forget you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, if they want to stay in a perpetual state of fear, go for it. <laughs> yeah. What 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 can we do? Yeah. Right. But that may because I mean th that is a, a stark reality is that the mortality rates uh for what are the how do they call it mortality rates Oh, I forget. But th they're 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 so bad. People are dying all over the world at such a fast pace that the insurance companies are going broke. The health insurers. The I mean. The, <laughs> so the what life. are they going to do about that to recoup their money? They can't go out and kill or bring well, people I, back to life. <laughs> I know that um, my policy that I signed up for when I was fifty-five was supposedly good until the day I died, and recently, well. Yeah, a couple of years ago, I guess it was. They raised the rates. The rates were never supposed to raise. They raised the rates. And now they've told me that when I turn 80, the insurance policy is over, whether I'm alive or not. Whoa. So I, th I, th I think they're doing things like that. Oh. That yeah. is just bad. Yeah. That's whoa. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So, I, you know, but um, the other side of it is that, you know, this, this is what it's going to take to dislodge the... So see, these people that are... Follow, follow the leader, follow the leader, those people. All we have to do is win, prove to them that they've been hoodwinked. And they'll they'll follow whatever whatever okay 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 so you're now the new leaders can you tell us what to do you know this concept that 
you know, these people are going to go into a state of revolt and, you know, when they, bullshit, they don't do that. They they don't have the energy. They don't have the, the passion. They don't have the uh, life force energy that's telling them that there's something in life that's meaningful. It's just they go day to day, yeah, oh, tell me what to do. What are we having for dinner? Oh, good. What do you want me to work on today? Oh, good. You know, those people, they're not going to all of a sudden turn into raging maniacs that want to kill everybody that's telling them you've been hoodwinked and, you know, sit back because you're going to get, you know, all this money to pay off everything. And it's, it's going to be, I don't see it as a big thing. But mm-hmm. I do, I believe, believe we have to make enough people wake up to have this all happen energetically. <clears throat> the worst thing is, is they've been stealing from us for eons. Well, you since you were born. A man. Huh? Since you were born. Right. So why can't they cover death bereavements or whatever? Oh, you mean the insurance companies? Right. Because well, their executives take all the money for their bonuses. Yeah, that's it. They They can do whatever they want because... I mean, there might be all of us customers that have been out there. What are we going to do then say, oh, well, I'll go someplace else. There is no place else. Right. Everybody's doing the same thing. You know, um, okay, so I just spent, uh, well, I was 55 and now I'm 75. So I spent 20 years into this, putting into this thing. And, you know, what's my options? There's no options. You say, okay, whatever. I can't fight that. There's, I mean, that that's an old win game. You'd have to have class. I'm not going to spend my the rest of my life fighting for insurance that I may or may not need. <laughs> you know, it's a really good policy. It 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 was for a hundred thousand dollars for any disease or injury that caused me to need help at home. So let's say I broke my leg. Okay, I could stay at home and have any kind of nursing, doctors, whatever they prescribe for me, and it would go up to $100,000. Then the leg is fine, but I broke broke my arm. Well, it goes back up to $100,000. It was a really good program. And because I got it so early, it was only about, I think, $60 a month. And yeah, that's a lot of money over 20 years, but I didn't have to worry about ever needing to go out of my home. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. <laughs> but I, I, you know, who knows? 80, I mean, probably, it could be that when I, when all this was, the, the end of life, I thought was 80. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's like, oh, 80, the end of my life. I'm not going to live past that. Um, but obviously, that may be not in the cards because I just don't feel like I'm about to leave. <laughs> So, anyway, it is what it is. I'll have to get Dolly to come down and stay with me while my bones knit. (laughs) I can't make the trip. You need to come up. (laughs) Uh. (laughs) My broken leg? uh, Yeah, I I know. (laughs) I don't know how that happens. (laughs) I don't want to leave my house. Please don't let me leave my house. Um, Talking about insurance. We, um... 
we got home uh, home warranty insurance a while back, uh, and we have used it already. And we just found out from a lady who who had who did this. Our roof has a leak. It's leaked down, <coughs> so the ceiling in the the remodeled bathroom has turned a light brown. So the lady says, call the insurance company. They will replace your roof. I'm looking at Annette. What? Since when did this happen? Because um, I thought when yes, when something like that happened, it, it's on you. But no, she called the insurance company. They have set up a case file number for us. They're sending the inspector roof people out tomorrow. And uh, we'll see if we get it repaired or if we get a new roof. But all we have to pay because of the home warranty and the insurance is $1,000. Oh, I'm in shock. Wow. I can't believe it. They have replaced a burner on our stove. They have uh, the new pool heater. We had to get a new pool heater. We got that taken care of. This whole warranty stuff, y'all, that's something you might want to check into if you own your house. I just I wanted to pass that along and share it with y'all. Yeah, that's good to know. Yeah. But, but I'm assuming that, well, find out all the ins and outs of that roof thing, because if if that's true, the only thing I would worry about in this house is the roof. And, you know, it, it might be a beneficial thing to get it in case the roof goes bad. Right. You know, so, yeah, t- take notes, Dolly. Okay. <laughs> we we want to report on this thing. Okay. <laughs> I'll report next time we're together. <laughs> yes. Oh, Lordy. So, um, okay, so do you have something else on your list there? Oh, yeah. Let me get to my list. Here it is. Uh, I did that one. Let's see. That one I'll have to after break. That's pretty long. Um, Here is... Oh, yeah, this was interesting. This is just interesting, y'all. Charlie Kirk on X on November 30th reported at a campaign stop in Iowa, Vivek Ramaswamy, Ramaswamy sorry, is approached and warned by a former FBI agent who worked in counterintelligence. He said, I won't say that, I'll say, uh, for goodness sake, be careful. I'd get some very, very competent help, some very competent people to do intelligence work for you before you went places. Is this man warning Vivek he's in danger because of the FBI? I found that interesting. But that's relatively new in the political field. Uh. Well, yeah, but he is he, he is absolutely does not leave the dialogue of the stuff that we talk about. I mean, think of 
me or you running for political office. You know, there'd be a lot of people who want to put us down. Or Jan Shaw. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Uh-huh. So, uh, I mean, it, it, it was apparent from the get-go that the man is walking the plank. You know, and he put himself out there. That's absolutely true. Mm-hmm. And he keeps it up. He doesn't give in. No, he doesn't. Now, Charlie Kirk, um, he's, he's amazing. He really is very good. Um, so did he tell Vivek Ramaswamy? The FBI, that's what the FBI agent told Vivek. Oh, told him. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. he told that, him. And his he, wife backed him up. I saw Vivek was saying something after the guy told him that. And uh, his wife just piped herself right up. Um, evidently, he wasn't taking it as serious as she thought he should. <laughs> yeah. Because she told him what for. <laughs> Any of them. I mean, they were all putting their necks out there. Every one of them. Uh-huh. It, but then again, I think with the white hats, of, you know, really have a control on stuff that uh, we'll find out about. I mean, we we used to read Fulford, and Walt would get, no, this isn't true, and it was stuff wasn't panning out and things. But I sure hope he's telling the truth because he brings some hopeful information when he does report. That's you know Ben Fulford. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. Um, yes, so I have more. Good. Let's see. Ah. Uh. Oops, that's the wrong thing. Here we go. This is a good news story because I get all excited about them. And it's another teen story. And it's from goodnewsnetwork.org. Teen brings drowned toddler back to life on Thanksgiving while adults watch stunned. A California high schooler is being hailed as a hero after administering CPR to save a little girl. I got goosebumps. My hairs are standing up. Surrounded by adults, it was the 15-year-old Madison Atkinson who stepped forward to save her cousin, a three-year-old who had seemingly drowned in the pool. Well, you can see it in the video. It was Thursday when the Adkinson family was together with their relatives for the day. Losing sight of the three-year-old Maxine, they thought she was playing with the other kids when she had actually wandered outside to the pool. Surveillance camera footage. Let me breathe. Okay. Surveillance camera footage captured the moment when Maxine falls in the pool and later when Uncle Damien sees her floating face down and rushes in to pull her out, calling for help while he does it. I saw that he was trying the Heimlich, Madison told ABC 7 News. But I knew in that case you needed CPR because she didn't seem like she was breathing. 
I told everyone I knew CPR, and it calmed everyone down. It didn't take long for the girl to be revived and for the two families to thank their lucky stars, Madison had learned CPR in class. I'm literally watching a 15-year-old girl basically bring back our niece, a three-year-old, to life, Damian Gilbert said. It was something that I'll remember for the rest of my life. And that's it. Another teenager. Well, that choked me up. <laughs> I know. I'm having trouble reading it. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Interesting. Boy, no, I, what's, where's the place, what's this place that you go to to get these great stories? It is. Hold on. I'll copy and paste and put it in the chat. It is goodnewsnetwork.com. Org. Excellent. Here, let me copy and paste for y'all. Oh, come on. Help me, angels, please. Having difficulties. Huh? Your angels do everything for you. Yeah. Well, that's where, Walt, that's where I rely on my angels. <laughs> But I don't rely on, because, I don't, I can't say why, because. I'm <laughs> just used to my angels being with me all my life. That I knew, I, I, I really knew they were there and taking care of me. That now, when you were a kid, I, did you talk about your angels to the adults? When you were a kid? Uh... I did to my mom, but not a whole lot until we got older. Now, to the rest of the family, I knew if I would bring that up, that they would definitely commit me to a hospital <laughs> for insanity. That's the way they are. Mm. Like, my, my sister and husband don't believe in God. So... Hi. That would be very taboo for me. Isn't that sad? That's sad. Yes, it is. Yeah. But that's Gosh, their choice. Oh, yeah, it mm -hmm. must be lonely. Lonely. You know, you can, as soon as you get in any trouble, you can ask for all those spirits that are there with you. But if you don't believe in any of them, who do you, who do you yell out for for help? I have no idea. You know I know... I've yeah. heard that atheists, I've heard that when they're uh, in a bunch of pain or big trouble and on their way out to, to go wherever the heck they're going to go, um, they, they call out to God. <laughs> Please help me, God. All of a sudden, God exists. <laughs> so atheists are atheists in name only? Yeah, I guess so. Actually... They have to be because <clears throat> atheism means you don't trust in anything. But atheists who own cars go out and get in their car and uh, put the key in the ignition, if that's how you start cars these days, and they expect the car to start. Isn't that some kind of faith? 
in the engine of your car, you have faith in it. When I turn the key, it's going to turn on. I'm definitely not an atheist, but when I turn the key, I say, please, please, please. (laughs) (laughs) The car is over 20 years old, but it's never failed me. Well, a couple of times it wouldn't, but it always did it in the driveway. And it was always the battery. Yeah. So now I have the battery on a tender. And for you you guys out there that might not drive your car very often, especially if you got these newfangled things, the newer the car, the more the battery gets drained, even when the car is off, because all this electronic stuff is still operating. So the batteries, they'll tell you, oh, well, the battery, they don't make the batteries to last as long as they used to. Well, maybe they do, and maybe because they're on these newfangled cars, the batteries are being drawn down faster. So there's a thing that you can buy called a, a battery tender. And what it does is you, you know, you plug it into a cord into the house, you know, and then it, you hook it up to the battery terminal, and it watches the battery. And if it starts to lose charge, it up, ups it so it's always in a perfect condition. And... The cost of one of those things compared to the cost of replacing a battery, it's well worth the money. And the thing that I did with my car was that um, I just had all that. I had a, a 203 car, a 2003. Mm. And what I did was the security system on it, all the security stuff, anything that was going to drain the battery. I just said, take it out, take it out of the car, you know, because what I leave my driveway, I go to the grocery store, I come back to my driveway, you know, (laughs) not very far. So it's not out there. And who's, who's, you know, actually the car looks really good. It's a Toyota RAV4. Yeah, those, I'm impressed with Toyotas. I had a friend of mine that she, she was driving a 25 year old Toyota. And it was always there, always reliable. So I don't, you know, I'm not trying to push Toyota. I'm just saying that the one I've got is pretty good. <laughs> I had a Toyota Corolla that all the kids learned to drive with. Stan and I beat the hell out of it, taking it out west and driving it everywhere. And uh, it was already an older car when I bought it. That sucker, it just lasted forever until the mechanic called me and he says, Dolly, I've been putting this call off because I hate to tell you, I cannot hold that toy together anymore with no more rubber bands, no more bubble gums. It is dead, and I've called the priest to give it its last rites. <laughs> oh, my God. How much I loved that car and how old it was. <laughs> uh, okay, we're going to take a break. And um, when we come back, we're going to do something with remote viewing. So that's going to be a fun time. All right, somewhere over the rainbow. And welcome back to the second hour of Say What? My name is Nancy Hopkins. With me is Dolly Howard, Walt Silva, and Mona Radler. You guys back? Hello. I am. Okay. Yeah, we're here. Awesome. Okay, on the Cosmic Reality Show, somebody in chat had 
thanked uh, Dolly and myself for what they had heard on Cosmic Reality Chronicles, which was an old show where Dolly and I did a remote view of Gitmo, the uh, prison camp in Cuba, the U.S. Uh, government military uh, prison camp, Gitmo, they call it, Guantanamo Bay. And it was it was an interesting remote view. Let me put it to you that way. So this, but this, and I'm assuming Dolly says, what 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 show was it? And I said, well, it was a remote viewing of Gitmo, and she was like, oh, okay, all right. And I had been thinking about this for a while. The first one we did was back. I found out in 2019. I think that was when it was originally aired. And what I'm going to do now, it well. That that show, I had set it up with a 30-minute tape with Russell uh, Targer doing a, a show on uh, TED concerning how the development of remote viewing came to be a government program. And Walt and Dolly didn't really get much out of that. So I said, no, I'm not going to bother you guys with that. I'm just going to do the experiment that we did because when they were going through the process of trying to understand this remote viewing thing, which, you know, there's a lot of definitions of it, but what what happened was that they initially would start out with somebody on the ground looking at something and then give somebody who's, you know, somewhere else, uh, okay, so just focus in on this person and see what they're seeing, basically, is how it started out. But then it morphed into um, you didn't need somebody there. All you needed was the coordinates. Where what's the geographic coordinates? And then they realized they didn't even need that. All they had to do was make up a number, and say to the universe, this number represents X spot. That's, you know where where we want these people to do a remote, and that's all you needed. So uh, Russell did in the TED talk. He actually did an experiment with the audience and gave them a particular number. And it was pretty astonishing how much accuracy there was. You know, he'd say to the audience, okay, who saw what? You know, somebody would say, oh, I saw this Quonset hut. You know, how many other people saw that? You know, I happened to have seen a Quonset hut. And so, you know, he'd go through it, and it was really amazing the details and different details that people were picking up. So I said, gee, you know, this is going to be fun playing it for the radio radio show. So... What this tape is, is it's an introduction to the experiment. So you just play along with the experiment. You can, you know, oh, wait a second. I have to look at something. Hold one. <laughs> you see, I'm going to give you guys just a number. And... When we did the experiment, people were saying that they didn't get the number. Okay, so I want you all to walk, write this down. Four, five, seven. Dolly, put that number in the chat room for me, will you please? Four, five, seven. So there's no excuses <laughs> that you didn't get anything. So I'm I'm going to ha- the tape's going to introduce this whole thing, but basically. I'm going to introduce it, give you the number, and then there's going to be a minute of silence. And you can just, you know, 
jot down what you might be seeing or just, you know, remember what you might be seeing, getting feelings of that sort of thing. And then I discuss where it is and ask Dolly and Walt, you know, what they saw. And that was really interesting. So um, unless somebody's going to say don't do that, I'm going to play that. Are you guys good with this? Yeah. Sure. Okay, here we go. It's 18 minutes. All right, now, all, all I'm going to do here is I'm going to give you guys a, a number. And it's it's 457. 457. Five, seven. Yep. Let me write that down. <laughs> and it represents a place that probably few of you, if any, have gone to. But it has a lot of different images in it. And that's all I'll say, that you probably might be prone to be seeing um, geometric figures initially. But if you just relax and you let yourself go a little further, you should be able to describe what you're seeing in, in much more detail. So I'm just going to... You know, we're just going to stop talking here for a couple of minutes and we'll be right back. You just think of it, 457. Okie dokie. So, shall we start with Walt? What kind of picture he's got in his head? Okay. Well, the first thing that came to mind is the bird's eye view of the Giza Plateau, as you would see from a very high altitude. But I don't know what that means, if it means anything at all. That was it? Mm hmm You didn't see any more? Well, the, the way it looks as if you were high up in altitude where you're looking down and you see the, the, the what do you call it, the outline of the pyramids against the ground. And you see the three major pyramids. That's, that's about it. So, I don't know why that image came to mind. Okay, maybe we'll come back to you because, okay, Dolly, what did you, what did you say? Oh, I saw a lot of things. Right away, I saw trees. And then I saw some water. I saw some, some water that was still, and also I see water that's moving. 
and of course green grass and and then I see some tall look to me kind of like a wheat field um and I see a cottage off in the distance a little and a pathway oh I see couple pathways and a whole bunch of flowers with different beautiful colors and way in the distance I see a tower and then I see this white church and it has a bell tower on it and I also see a parking lot but it doesn't have so many vehicles in it I'm done what's the shoe size of the priest (laughs) <laughs> I didn't see a priest. I didn't see any people. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> mm-hmm. All I saw was an orange silo. So? That's it. Nancy, are you muted? Yes, I'm muted. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wasn't hearing anything. I know. Except Walt. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Okay, I have to, okay. Let me see this. All right, I'm going to post in the um, chat a photograph. Okay. All right. Let's okay. see. Uh, I got to go to this thingy here. Okay, I think this should work. Okay, that's the place that I was. And just click on it, and you'll you'll see it. So oh, this oh yeah, the skeleton thing. Yeah, wow. I saw the flowers. I see green. <laughs> There's no parking lot, but there's a path. But there is, there is a parking lot behind you. Because oh. there's a parking lot for the, you know, it's like a tourist thingy now. But yeah. there, you know, so there is a parking lot there. And you saw water. Well, you off to the left there, right, as you're standing there. Yep, I see it. You see, it's a, it's a pool, and I believe that's one of the, uh, that collects water. Uh-huh. I'm not seeing it in chat. And it's located um, in South Miami area um, of Florida. Mona, Mona, we're not live. This is a tape. All of these big blocks that you see, these big, huge carvings, they're coming out of solid pieces of uh, limestone. And if you zoom into it, you'll see this circular thing that looks sort of like a globe with a Saturn sort of kind of thing. All all through this, you have little chairs and tables. And let what would Ed? How do you, do you remember pronounce his last name? Ed um, Skelnit. He was uh, from Iceland, I think, or Finland, Lithuania, or something like that. Yeah, yeah, one of these the, northern countries. Right, and. Um, 
he got his heart was broken, so he came to America and he actually built this place, Coral Castle. Now, outside of the facility, there's a area which shows it's it's like I don't even know how long. Let me think. Well, it's got to be at least twenty feet uh, wide at long, and probably maybe eight feet wide, and it's completely square. It's like limestone was cut right out of that piece, and it's just there. It's it's a very bizarre thing to see. Uh, he built it there. Well, he actually built it up in Palm Beach. I think it's Palm Beach? But north of us, um, initially. And then he had so many break-ins and problems with the people up there that one night, basically, he moved quite a bit of what he had. Well, all of what he had in one night. And the other thing was that they never, he would get a, a, a truck and it would, the truck would come in and he would tell the driver to go around this building and the driver would. And when the driver was, here's Ed Call, he comes around in the, you know, huge one of these brick things is on the truck. So there's all sorts of stories regarding this man. And he's just very, very um, magical in so many ways. I, I, I met a, a, one of the people that was like a tour guide there um, off to the side. This was early in the game before Coral Castle it was known for what it is now. And he just told me so many secrets about the he's showing me this this line where you could step over it and you could feel the energy difference it was just amazing um so it, it is a very magical place right now it's so touristy that i hardly can recommend it to you guys um the last time i went i knew i'd never go back because it just you know they made it into like for instance where you see in the picture you see the the pathways and they're all nice that used to be dirt and originally it was just the way he left it and a friend of mine his mother took him on a trip on a bus when uh, ed was still alive and they went down there and he actually as i think he said he was about 10 years old got to meet Ed, and I said, well, what, what was he like? And he said, I'm not really sure. He said, all I could remember was his eyes. <laughs> oh, it's always the eyes. Yeah. Ah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well, um, if I remember right, he had a bell, didn't he? Did he ring? Well, you said tower, and there is a tower. But I also said... Because that's, you know, it's much bigger. There than, is a tower? Yeah. If you go, oh, cool. if, you, if you go and Google Coral Castle, you'll see I'm, I'm only, I only focused on this particular shot because to me, the, it gave so many different images that people could have picked up on. Now, Walt, from if he's, if he's seeing it is like the Giza uh, plateau from above, he's still seeing a sacred center of power um who knows what it looks like from above i wonder if anybody's ever taken a picture of it from above well google, google should maps. have it yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, i'm gonna check said. right now let's see <laughs> yeah so anyway you guys report back or maybe they did i haven't let me go open up chat 
Okay, very cool. I just want to think about that. Oh, you're talking about that. Oh, Nobody seems to be talking about it. <laughs> I'm not sure what to make of that. Some of them didn't hear the number yep. that you said. Okay. Why wouldn't I they? heard the number. I repeated it a few times. I don't know. This is funny. <laughs> what? I got to cut and paste this because this is what I saw. <laughs> no wonder I thought it it, it, it was the geese that plateau because this is, this is kind of the impression you get when you see it. I got to cut. Hold on. Let me grab this image. What's the name of it so I can look it up? Coral Castle. Oh, yeah. Coral okay. Castle. Okay. So let's paste this. Um, let's grab the image. Very interesting. Okay. Well, there it is. Save. <gasps> there is like a church thing. <gasps> That's what I saw. Oh, my goodness. You saw it from above as well. Okay, so let's go back to the radios. There's no okay. cottage. Yes, there is a cottage. Okay, oh. because he had a tower, and inside the tower was where he lived. Uh, wow, I did pretty good then. Yay. There it is on the radio chat. Oh, let me look. See, when you look from above, the first thing you notice is the square outline. Yeah. There's the parking. And there weren't so many cars in it when I saw it either. And there's the trees. Oh, this is interesting. Well, I'm better than I thought I was. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know that. I mean, you've been doing this stuff. You just haven't focused on remote viewing. You've just been focused talking to the folks on the other side. Okay, yeah. okay. Four, five, seven, four. Five seven for those people on YouTube who may not have heard it. I mean, I know I said it, or I think I said it. Well, you said it because I wrote it down. Four, That's five, right. Seven. We talked about you writing it down. Yeah. All right. That's just a cop out. <laughs> 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 wow! 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 Okay, so that it, it, it turned into a good a good exercise. Yes. 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 I had fun. I got pictures immediately when you said four, five, seven, boom, I got trees uh, and the water and uh, boy. Wow. Yeah. What do you path. think? What are you thinking about that? Well, there's a pathway I saw right there. And oh, I think, I think Dolly was very accurate. Well, I think you're pretty accurate <laughs> if you yeah. said, you know, what you said. Well, my interpretation was wrong. 
No, it wasn't. You, no, because you don't interpret what you're actually seeing. You just see what you see. That's that's part of the 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 um, exercise. Um, oh. Is that you have to not preconceive what you're going to see, or even take what you're seeing and try to make sense of it in a 3D. Because you're you're blocking the actual perception. So just yeah, all, describe. all you're doing yeah. is it, and and it teaches you also to be the observer. And not to make judgment on things. You just describe what you're seeing. You know, so, and, and, and Dolly wasn't, Dolly was perceiving because she, she could, she was turning, apparently, she was able to look around, uh, you know, and so even though I was projecting an image because essentially I, I it wasn't telepathic, it was, it was more of associating that image with a number. So that people would be able to pick up on it, and when when I was doing that, it's to see Dolly be able to maneuver herself within the the, the confines of uh, and it's a very it's kind of a small space, and to see things that were not in the image I was actually focusing on to create a energetic target, if you will. I was looking around. You were looking around. So oh, she. There's nothing stopping her from maneuvering in all three dimensions. Even though when we're looking at a picture, we're looking at a two-dimensional image. But for someone remote viewing, such a, a boundary doesn't exist. They just go in and navigate all around. Yeah, that's the beauty of remote viewing. Mm-hmm. That's, that's exactly what happened to the psychic lady when they went into the top of Mount Masada. And she remote viewed into the underground chamber where the Ark of the Covenant was. She couldn't go near the Ark because immediately she perceived that there was some, one or two entities standing behind her because the place, the chamber was psychically protected. I don't know what entities may have been parked there, but as soon as she perceived that, she went back to the surface and they all poured back all the, all the soil that they had removed to expose the stone slab. They covered it all up, and then the next day there were like ten sol. There were like ten soldiers protecting the area when word got out of what the psychic saw. So that's like that. I mean, even though she didn't see it, she was actually navigating that three D space and perceiving. Well, as Targ said, there were the the people that weren't supposed to be psychic were the ones that were getting some of the most amazing hits. <laughs> the, the six military people and, and the woman that got involved in it. They were, you know, so it, it and he said, and he tells you, you know, this is just like, it, it's what you, anybody can do. You just have to kind of like practice at it so you n- understand, you know, what you can and cannot do. You are Yeah, Mona, I'm sorry I didn't make that <laughs> known that this, that was, a, that was the, experiment that we conducted in 2019 and um, so that's why you were confused because it, we weren't talking live we, that was a recording so Dolly what did you think well I was really impressed with a woman called Dolly <laughs> I was too I knew you'd been accurate but I'd forgotten how accurate yeah, I didn't. I didn't remember that part either. I knew it was fun, 
and and I could still see flowers and and cement for where the parking lot was. I couldn't remember the uh, water though until I saw the picture. Uh huh. Uh huh. And Walt, did you it bring back memories? <laughs> Uh, no, I have no memories of of, uh, of that experiment. Really? Yep. Yeah, but remember uh, he had that incident, the health incident. It could yeah. be blocked in his mind. Maybe. Yeah, Mem memories are interesting. Um, I got a call today from, well, it was it was very weird, but the caller said this is Nick I'm just going to say Nick um, and and he said his last name and do you know me and I've known him for 40 years so I immediately picked up the phone and he we, we Sa Sandy's a friend of his also and for the last few months we haven't been able to get a co contact with him and his phone went dead and that's not normally not a good sign so he had been, he had a stroke and he'd been in a nursing home, but he couldn't remember anybody. When his family showed up, he couldn't remember any of them. And so the doctors, when they sent him home, they told him, contact all the people on your contact list and just tell them what happened and just talk to them because they might be able to elicit a memory. And so I said to him, I said, Nick, I said, what happens is that memories are not memories until you recall them and if you can't remember anything it's because you're not being pushed or shown something that makes you think about something so I said to him let's just have a conversation and he started asking me things about how long have I known you were we good friends you know and then all of a sudden he said oh wait a minute I can remember babysitting for a dog named Harold and I said, yeah, that's my dog. You babysat him. And it was just like kind of mind bending um, to. I just, I just don't even know what to make of it, you know, and I'm thinking about the fact that what would it be like if you just all of a sudden didn't know? And the odd thing is, and I've got to ask Sandy about this because she works with the elderly. And when I told her what he had said, um, she said, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. OK. And it all made medical sense to her. But it, he, he seems to understand basic conversation. Um, I'm trying to think of what I was. Oh, we were talking about this mutual friend of ours, Steve. And he all of a sudden said, I, I can see some guy at the beach having an argument with some woman. Did that happen? And I said, well, oddly enough, yes, that did happen, but it happened often to Steve because he was just that kind of guy. And he laughed at it, you know, so he understands subtleties, um, but he can't remember. And I did think about you, Walt, when I was talking to him, hmm. because in his case, he needs to somehow or another uh, build back. Your, your brain is an amazing contraption you got the right side you got the left side well if you've had a stroke in part of your one side or the other side 
is damaged, the there is a, a likelihood that your brain will actually create a neuron pathway. And as to my understanding, often in the other side of the brain, all of a sudden this this area of the brain that just lights up and it's lighting up because the damage to the left side of the brain, let's say. And an example of this was a young girl who had gotten a terrible, uh, basically fatal blow to the head. And the doctor, for whatever reason, said, look, I can't save her, but I can try something. And he took out that part of her brain that had been damaged and she survived. And I, I think it was the left side of her brain that had been damaged. She survived and was able to live a completely normal life. Well, I don't know how, how long. I mean, she, when he was reporting on it, she was a young adult by that time and in, in, in perfect health. So the brain can, you know, rewire itself. And uh, I told him, I said, he, I, he didn't know anything about his wife. You know, did I love her? Yeah, I said, yes. And she loved you, like, unbelievable. So, um, memories, they're sitting there someplace, and it's a matter of trying to figure out, you know, where are they? And I'm, having done this for a long time, remote viewing and also radio, where I need to recall, I need to recall stories, I need to recall facts. I've always been amazed at my ability to do that. Um, but I started to think in terms of, but what's the mechanism of accessing the memory? And as I looked at it, I realized that, you know, sometimes I'll start to say something and I'll say, oh, wait a minute, just a minute. And it's like what happens is that I do a remote view on where I heard the information or where I read the information or, you know, did I, was I watching television, you know, where it, and all of a sudden it's like I'm back there when and where it happened. That's why when somebody tells me that they said such and such a thing and I tell them I never heard it because you never said it, I can pretty well guarantee that's true because I can go back and listen to you again, whereas you cannot, you know, because of this, this, I think it was just doing so much remote viewing that it became a, a pattern with me. So when you're trying to, you know, something makes you think about something, focus on that something and then use it as a target to essentially imagine what really happened. And then you'll find yourself like Dolly does where she could turn around in the Coral Castle and look around. Um, I'm not saying everybody can do this. I think everybody has the potential for doing this, but it does take practice. So I'm hoping that, you know, some of you find this really very fascinating. And, you know, because now there's dangers to, to remote viewing. It's like your friend there or the woman with the uh, Ark of the Covenant. If you've got, if you're going to go for big things like that, yeah, there's going to be spiritual protectors there, in many ways, many different ways. So you have to be very, very 
Uh, okay, I gotta I gotta get out of this chat thing. I start reading this chat and I can't remember what I'm saying. But um, yeah, okay, I'm out of it. <laughs> Thank you. Um, when when we begin to think in terms of memories, the memories are sitting there waiting to be found because everything that happens is it happens. It's there. It's always there. You know, I think the Akishic record is really every experience we've ever had, you know, imbued on some disc someplace, some magical matrix disc. So there's nothing that's happened in your life that you can't go back to. But it, it takes a target. And the target is to get you on the right timeline, okay, at the right time. And a lot of people don't understand that. So, oh, I think I'll go look at whatever. Well, you might look at whatever, but when when are you looking at it? Sometimes you can tell because the architecture is different and blah, blah, blah. But which timeline are you on? That's why I say remote viewing doesn't work for the future. Because you can do a, a, a remote to the future on this timeline, but maybe there'll be another timeline dominant at that time and you, you miss the whole thing. You know, so I don't believe you can future remote, but I do think you can go back and pick up memories. Walter, you must have something to say about that subject. Oh, well, I'm, I'm I'm listening to your presentation. <laughs> I'm I'm wondering where it is that your thoughts go to, because uh, just you know, if you get distracted by some other subject, that's it. Everything's going out of your head. So it must be something you do on purpose. How can somebody just forget something so so quickly? Uh, so I'm <laughs> I'm trying to figure that out. <laughs> Well, because there are certain things that I when I when I'm doing these radio shows, okay, I'm really tuned in to messaging. A lot of times I feel like I need to talk about something because somebody out there needs to hear it. And there are certain things that when I go to think about it or say something, I get blocked. Now sometimes it's just like, whoops, I just misplaced that thought. And, you know, have to find it again. But a lot of times it's blocked. Because for whatever reason, the cosmic reality doesn't want you guys to know whatever it was I was going to say that I can't remember anyway, so I don't know it either. <laughs> you, you know? <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. That, um, I, I guess, it, well, Jan, Jan Shaw read something about how do you know if you're a was a Dolores Cannon quote and how do you know if you're one of the volunteers and that was so accurate did you happen to hear that Dolly no oh yeah, yeah. I, I I heard when uh, Cannon said what she what? said the what when I heard it from Diane Cannon a long time ago Dolores Dolores, yes, Dolores Cannon yeah yeah, yeah, and I, I because I thought about you too, a, a number of things that they say, you know. Um, but it's true, you know, we walk a different walk, and the path is easier for some than others. But okay, so we've got 20 more minutes here. You guys got anything to talk about? How about you, Mona? 
Anything come on your your radar? Not necessarily. Well, I have another thing. Okay. Good, good, good. Might Go for not it. like it, but I got it. Um, here is. I said that. I said that. Here we go. This is by Tone Man Lives on uh, X. <clears throat> he posted this November 28th. Hold on. I want to copy it right now because my fingers are working. Yay! Yay, yay. They aren't shaking so bad. And paste. There you all, that's where I got it from. Now I'll go back and read it. It's about realities on Trump. They say Trump knowingly lost the election and tried to convince Pence he had the power to overturn the results. They say Trump couldn't accept the loss and called lawyers And when he called the scumbag in Georgia, he was ordering him to find the votes. Now, let's check reality. If you run for office and you were campaigning while selling out stadiums with thousands outside because they weren't fortunate enough to get inside and your opponent had eight people, standing on circles. Another time, your opponent couldn't fill a gymnasium while your supporters camped out overnight just to get inside your venue. Would you question the outcome if you lost? If you were Trump and went state to state and there were miles and cars, miles of cars there, just to get a chance to see your car pass, and your opponent drove on the same road, which was empty, then pulled up to his own venue with only eight cars waiting. Would you question the outcome if you lost? If you went on multiple news networks, appeared and they had their highest ratings from your appearance, And your morbid opponent, who rarely went on TV, but when he did, nobody watched. Would you question the outcome if you lost? Trump knows the fix was in. The ever-so-corrupt Dems knew the fix was in. The media knows the fix was in. Joe and Obama knew the fix was in. Nothing in history has ever been so obvious, nothing ever too blatant, so blatant. Yet these corrupt lawmakers want to say Trump truly doesn't believe the election was rigged. They say he wanted to illegally change the outcome of the election. They left out the part. Trump left his office peacefully on his last day, January 20 without incident. Now, Dems are starting to worry they went overboard. Now they worry they are losing the American people. Even Obama had his people leak a conversation 
he had with Biden, warning him that Trump is a strong and formidable opponent. Even Obama is trying to get ahead of the avalanche that will rain on the entire fucking, on the entire uh, uh, Democrat Party. Believe me, this is shit going to get very real. And this will be the beginning of the end for many of them. Even those ugly yentas on The View are worried. These pigs on wigs who wish the worst on Trump and his family now say, just make him a deal if he doesn't run for office. Drop all the charges. A soft spot on their heart for Trump? We know better. They all want out of this mess because the shit will hit the fan. Bigly. And they can feel the majority of the country is starting to understand what really is going on and how dirty the Dems really are. Even the calmness in Trump's voice speaks volumes. He knows his redemption is coming. And they all know they are fucked with, oh, geez, I wasn't going to read. They're all messed up with no place to hide. Believe, folks, Trump's got this. We got this. God bless. That's it. Who wrote that? Tone Man Lives. It's T-O-N-E-M-A-N. And then lives, L-I-V-E-S. Huh. And that's on, on X. Didn't I, pay, did I paste it in this? Yeah, I think you did, but I don't oh, want to go okay. to chat. Okay. <laughs> that's very interesting. That, that yes, Donald Trump is very relaxed. He is. He doesn't look worried at all. And mm-hmm. so as long as he's not worried, I'm not going to worry. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's, uh... Things are well, happening. He, he's already guaranteed all the moves. So why should he be re- his his uh, relaxed state is indicator that he knows all the moves, what's going to go where, and what's waiting for, what's waiting for them at the <laughs> at the turn of the corner. So he knows what they're supposed to be expecting, uh, but they don't know. Well, there is that picture of him playing uh, three-dimensional chess. I doubt any Democrat can play three-dimensional chess. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Well, if anything, the Democrats proved what we spoke about so many times. Remember on the radio, we we would, um, for, for this or that reason, it would always come up the comment, how the the cabal never updated their playbook, and they kept they kept playing the same old plays that they have been doing for a hundred years, and they never they never counted on people waking up. They never they, they never thought of the uh, the unexpected happening. They they thought that we have it we have everything decided. We already know what plays to make. We know we already know what tricks to use. What kind of uh, what do you call it? Uh, magic. Uh, what magic formulas to follow? 
because they they do their evil, you know, they they follow their uh, evil gods and and blah blah blah. So we already know what to do in order to guarantee. And how do you know? How do you know what magic to do to to guarantee your results? How how can you do that when people are waking up left and right, and think and unpredictable things are happening? Truly unpredictable things are. So how do you do, how do you deal with unpredictability? How you you what you you're going to uh, you you're not using remote viewing. You're not going to look at in, into the future. You don't know what's going to happen. Uh, but people are waking up so much that uh, nobody nobody's taking that into account. No, they they're not thinking that far. They don't. They're not thinking in those terms. They're just following the old playbook because that's success guaranteed. Well, not really. <laughs> so that's why Trump is 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 moving in such careful, relaxed. Like even even when have you noticed when he's posted the comments on the uh, I, I forget the name of this corrupt judge that refuses to listen. He's already made his decision. What is the, the the end result for Trump? And he's already and he wants he refuses to look at any the, any evidence. He refuses to consider any, you know, uh, what was the name? Angoran or something? Some Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Uh, he, he's not even he's not even worried about the entire trial because he knows that, that the trial is a joke. And the and the entire judge is 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 doing the playing the role of a, of a clown, and uh, he doesn't realize what what the, the people. That's what the people are focused on. The people are focused on how insane this judge is. He thinks he's being successful. He thinks he's being uh, triumphant in all his movements. And on the contrary, people are laughing and they're laughing at the image uh, images of him appearing naked or semi-naked in front of a college uh, magazine. <laughs> it's like he doesn't realize he, people are not being are not are not impressive. They're not impressed. <laughs> they don't think he's successful. They're just seeing him for what he for the joke that he's he's playing because he's he's playing himself to be a, a, a right old joke. So I don't know. So well, the I'm best the best example of what's really happening came about when um, on on Hannity, they he had a debate between uh, California Governor ne what's his name uh, Newsom Newsom Gavin Newsom Gavin Newsom and uh, Ron DeSantis from Florida. It was so strange to see. Newsom up against DeSantis because DeSantis has all of the facts on his side in that Florida has uh, a surplus in the budget and California is like 15 billion dollars in the hole or something I mean it's ridiculous the, every every statistic tells you that Florida is doing much better but DeSantis kept bringing up absolute lies anybody that knows anything about anything knows that he was lying 
and they sh they had a chart up there that was showing what was it they were showing something and he completely said nothing about the chart as a matter of fact Hannity said are you looking at the chart you know because all of a sudden he goes off and and he's he's it's, it was sort of like okay so this oh, it was the death covid death he said you know it's like he said the CDC data doesn't matter. What matters is what I'm telling you. And he looked like such a fool. The arrogant. It, it was unbelievable. And yet one very astute commentator said, the problem is, is that you got people out there that want to believe Newsom. And so Newsom says something like that. And they just tune out anything DeSantis is saying. So in a good portion of the, you know, Democratic Party, they saw him probably as the next heir apparent, you know, and yet it was one lie after another. I mean, DeSantis got to the point where he wasn't even trying to point out the lies because they were they, he wasn't saying anything that was truthful. It was so bizarre to watch. You know, let him hang himself. Well, but, you know, again, he did the job that he was sent out there to do. He kept telling everybody how great Biden was. And then he would do things like um, DeSantis mis mispronounced Camelia or Carmela or whatever her name is. He mispronounced it. How dare you disrespect her? And he's scolding <laughs> him like, a, like he's a schoolboy. Right. And DeSantis just kept talking. He didn't even listen to him by that point. He was like tuning him out because if he didn't, he'd never say anything. He, the, what's his face? Newsom was interrupting continually, talking over everybody. He was even talking over Hannity. He was so unbelievably obnoxious. And I'm just hoping that, you know, the people that have a, a mind that's still working and is open to looking at the truth saw what I saw. I mean, every, most of the, well, if, uh, Democrats were, even on Fox, were, oh, well, uh, you know, no, they both should have gotten A's, and everybody else was saying, A for DeSantis, F for Newsom. <laughs> you know? Respect but, is earned. Right. And that but, bitch has not earned any respect. The, the thing of it is, is that it shows you what the, Democrats are doing it. It really is insane. Um, Rankin, the the congressman that's so vocal, I don't know what position he holds. He was talking about um, the Hunter Biden thing and the investigation into Joe getting money and all that sort of thing. And he just, the evidence is there. The evidence is there. They have been going out with the evidence. And yet, he stands up in front of a crowd of reporters and says, they have no evidence. They keep saying the same thing. I mean, just absolutely lying. And all you have to do is watch a few of these episodes of the congressional hearings and hear on, you know, your television in the Congress of the United States evidence. I mean, right now they've got one which shows a Chinese company paying Hunter Biden's phony business, I think it was $4 million. And then it goes to a bunch of other banks under the Hunter regime or uh, 
establishment or whatever it is, organization. And then they can trace a check from the Chinese people over there to Joe Biden. This is another one of those things that, oh, there's no proof. Well, yeah, there's proof. Bank bank records don't lie. And there was some bank um, executive who was watching what was happening in, in, I think it was this particular bank. And he made a formal report to his higher-ups that they should re-evaluate the Biden uh, doing business with their banks because it looked to him like they were money laundering. And, um, you know, that got buried. But now it's all getting uncovered. So... How are they they dealing with the fact that Biden is officially dead? Well, I'm not even going to answer that. (laughs) They're not going to... They're not going to cover that? Even even on Fox, they say the pretend president. I forget the words they use, but they say... Pretendency. The the actor that's... The one who is the actor now, they they say this. Well, they'll say the fake Biden. Yeah. <laughs> one day, one day, Gutfeld says, you know, the fake Biden, the one that's got fake hair, face, fake fa- face, fake everything. <laughs> Just blurted it out, you know, like, whoa. And, and the people on the on the panel, it was a five and they're going like, I don't believe you just said that. Yeah, I you saw know? that one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, okay. So, so, we, so that, that's but you know that, that's my question is like these Chinese banks uh, they don't mind moving all this money to someone who doesn't exist. They don't care, I guess. Boy, you won't let that go, will you? Sorry, I'm just curious. Well, well how would we know the answer to that? <laughs> First of all, they probably don't know he's phony. If they do know he's phony, they're not about to say it. Oh, I thought they would be smarter than that. But but then again, I'm... you you got to go with the you you I, you're behind the scenes trying to write the scenes. Go with what is on the stage. The stage is is that the Biden family, a corrupt and treasonous individuals. That should be brought to their rightful ending, whatever that may be. And if they are brought on charges of treason, that's uh, death by hanging. <laughs> it's it's we're in for a rocky ride. I mean, there's going to be a lot of people just going ah, but then there's going to be all those people that just follow the leader. Oh, they were they're the ones that were making my life miserable. And are you going to save me? Yes, we will. We'll save you. Right, Dolly? Yeah. Right, Mona? We're going to save them, right? Not me. No way. No how. I don't want their cooties. Uh -uh. (laughs) Uh-uh. I'll pull the lever. (laughs) Okay, so why don't we uh, wrap up here? Dolly, you want to say goodnight? Goodnight, everybody. Thank you for coming. Don't forget the love blankets with whatever else each individual needs. And uh, thanks, Nancy. Thanks, Walt and Mona. You're welcome. Mona, you want to say goodnight? 
everybody have a safe one please beware be aware and share the best that you can so what's the best that can happen right 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 walt you want to say good night love blankets for everyone all around okay so we thank you uh for being here the next live show is tuesday and um just have a great weekend and thank you thank you so much for supporting us because together we're going to get through this you say i thought this is tuesday <laughs> saturday oh for crying <laughs> say what <laughs> say what say what radio show with no agenda it's always a surprise But if we're not having fun, we're doing something wrong.